Hey everyone, welcome to the It's Personal Podcast. This week we're talking about introverts go hide your ears, engaging with people. All right, everybody, it's Matt and Justin, and as we said, we are talking about engaging with people, which for us, one of the reasons we put this in the journal as a staff is because we realized uh, our first week back in the office after quarantine, we were all exhausted because we had not been around people other than our family for a while. So there's a lot of intentionality we want to get to. There's a lot of practical we want to give you, but we're kind of going to break this down in two different ways. The first thing we're going to talk about is plain and simply um, getting used to being around people again. Um, because I know for me it was, uh, and, and, and well, well, let's, let's have a timeout cause I want to come back to that. But Justin, I have a question. Okay. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Oh man, that is a good question. I think it depends on the day, the hour. Um, I think it's been, I've seen on social media and other places. I'm an introverted extrovert, if that makes sense. Okay. I, I enjoy right. people's company, but I also enjoy, uh, time alone. Okay, see, I, that's that's interesting because like I always answer that question with a uh, double answer as well. As I call myself a closet extrovert, mm, okay, meaning once I get really comfortable and once I'm around my people, then I mm. don't, I, mm. I, then I'm not quiet. Yeah, then I'm probably one of the loudest people in the room. Um, but uh, back to our point uh, with both of us, and um, I can even bring uh, conversations with some some extreme extroverts, uh, like with Michael, um, and I've mentioned my wife. They're both extreme extroverts. Um, I had conversations with them about how exhausted they were. One, just from being around a few people kind of in the office and being in meetings again. And then like on Sunday mornings when all of a sudden, you know, for us, it's a little bit like you're back at work, you're being around people, but man, you go home on Sunday afternoon after just a few hours and it was like, you need a nap. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so part of what we're talking about is we're talking about just people in general. We're talking about a very truthful reality. We all got to acknowledge that for a lot of us, we need a warm up, mm-hmm. like we need to get used to it. And for those of you who have been back to work, been kind of back out in the world for a few months, this might be old news. Um, but there's some acknowledgement there because me and my wife were on two different schedules re-engaging with the world. Mm-hmm. We really were. Like it started for me in May and then for my wife, it started in August. And there were a lot of times I'm having conversations with her, expecting her to be over something mm-hmm. that I've already processed out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think one thing we can acknowledge just as a church body and as we interact with people, as you see somebody wigging out at the grocery store, everybody is in a different place. That's right. On this readjustment. That's right. Um, And that's just something we kind of need to call out there. So there are some simple things we really want to draw attention to just if you need them this week before we dive into the the church aspect of being around people. Um, And that's plain and simply like take some small steps. Go for a walk with a neighbor. Uh, Call up a family member and just go grab coffee that you haven't talked to in a while. One thing that I loved, one of the ideas we came up with was think of somebody you have not seen for a while because you haven't been at church that you would have that like quick five minute catch up conversation with, or you sit beside in Sunday school and give them a call. Just, just see how they're doing. Just make those simple connections. And a lot of those are in the book. We'll encourage you to go look at those. You can find those at richfork.com. But the other thing we want to dive into is this truth and why it's so important as we prepare for the next few weeks of engaging with different topics. Um, And that is this that the reason we're engaging with people, one of the chief ones, is because the church is people. That's right. 
Um, I've heard lots of times people say who are either like uh, key volunteers or pastors or people who just go to church regularly, church would be a lot easier without people, <laughs> which is a truth. Yeah. But the reality is, is that church is people. And so we want to give you kind of four things um, we're going to run through that I feel like are things that we're really just trying to name. We're really just trying to call out in the room to give us a little bit more peace of mind. And these things go back, um, these actually developed from uh, a uh, starting point class that we did or a connection point class that we did. Um, it started a couple of years ago to really help us understand the truths and the realities of being in the church community. And so we got four things. And we're going to start with them and kind of talk through them a little bit. And the first one is this, is we desire community, not contacts. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to let Justin say this quote because Michael said it Sunday and it was from Stuart Hall. Is that it? I believe so. Yeah. And the quote was, it is the opposite of shallow is not deep. The opposite of shallow is personal. Right. And as we're making that point, like that's something we have to acknowledge. Um, if you're going to engage with people within the context of the church, the word we use a lot of time for that and we we'll use for this podcast is community. Like we don't want to just know someone because we bump into them in the building. We want to get to know people. We want depth. We want to go beyond the surface. And that takes that takes time, that takes energy, that takes efforts. But that's something, if you're giving yourself an evaluation just in general within your spiritual walk, forget the season we're in, one thing you can ask yourself as far as your engagement level in church is that who do I know below the surface? Mm -hmm. You know, who do I really dive in with? And, and, and who is it that, and, and this is one I used to always give to um, students in student ministry. And now I've started asking adults this question. Who do you talk to outside of Sunday morning? Mm. Like who's sitting beside you in the pew? Who's sitting with you in class? Who are you serving with that you have life engagement with outside of just what you show up and do on Sunday morning? Um, and it's not that that needs to be a lot of people. And we'll get to that more here in a minute. But those are questions all to help you evaluate what is your level of connection. Another question I've heard this ask is, um, who are your 3 a.m. friends? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Have you heard that mm -hmm. question before? Yeah. Or maybe it's 2 a.m. depending on what time zone yeah, you're in. Right, Justin exactly. came from Texas. So we got, you know, central, central time zone is 2 a.m. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, with that, like, who are the people you can call? Um, and right now, as you're kind of like running through that through the head, you also flip that around. Um, and I'll kind of move that one into our second point. Um, the second point is this community or that depth of relationship that we're talking about, that true intimacy within in knowing people, it takes effort and endurance. Um, and one of the points I always try to make and try to remind people is for every relationship that is going to be deep in your life, you're going to feel like you're putting out more effort than the other person. Mm -hmm. um, and I can look back over my life and that's, that's how it always feels. It always feels like you're the one that's making more calls. You're the one that's uh, saying, hey, let's do this more. You're the one that a lot of times feels like that activator. And if you're not willing to move into that position, then it's going to be really hard to find that deep connection or find those deep friends. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing on the endurance side is, I mean, if you want depth, you got to work through stuff. Because mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of times I'll see people who develop a pattern Mm -hmm. um, and the pattern comes to like, there's this initial friendship and you get to know somebody and you get to hang out a little bit. Well, then there's a rub. Uh, there's a difference in how a household should run. There's a difference in opinion. There's an offense that takes place. And I always, for me, I started to realize my real, true, deep relationships um, don't really get there until there's the first disruption. Mm -hmm. 
like my deepest relationships, um, and my wife can attest to this, are the ones that we have been at each other and recovered. Yes. Um, you know, and I've joked before that my my spiritual or my um my uh, evangelism pathway is apology. Um, and maybe that's just me because of the way I live my life. It's normally like I make a mistake and then I have to apologize. And then that's where the relationship actually really right. starts and serious conversation starts. Um, but I will say for me, like, especially within in the church setting, like, man, it takes effort. Um, like there's steps you have to continue to take to find that community. And then when you experience pain, which is going to happen because people are imperfect, because that's people right. hurt people, um, you know, you've got to continue to push past that. And one thing I always hear um, and this is one of those times I'm probably a little bit too challenging as a pastor. Like I pray through this and ask God, do I really have to ask this question sometimes? Um, somebody will be gone from church for three or four weeks. Um, or how about this? Maybe you're sitting there listening to this podcast going, nobody's reached out to me. Mm. Right? Like you're sitting there and you're sitting there going like, do I really connect it? Because I'm sitting here and I'm checking these litmus tests that yeah. Matt and Justin are talking about. And you sit there and you go, maybe... Why has no one reached out to me? Well, I always flip that question around. I always say, okay, that's a fair question if you can tell me who you've reached out to. Because what happens when we ask that question of, well, like nobody reached out to me, whether it's been a couple weeks or a couple months, um, because one of the the times this happens seasonally within the church is during the summer. Mm. Summer, people are on vacation, they get different schedules. And so what will happen is you'll have people who miss each other um, in the church building for like a month. And then all of a sudden it's the people they connect to. And then all of a sudden they're not there for a few weeks and they feel disconnected. And so that thought of, hey, the expectation is, is that there's a person there that is going to call me only applies if you're a person who's calling people. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only way that works out because otherwise you're not making that effort of engagement to really engage in there, which is a lot easier to say on a podcast um, instead of uh, when I'm talking one-on-one with somebody in the hallway mm-hmm. or in my office. Um, so I'm normally only that blunt with, with Justin. So um, yeah. yeah I, behind I'm, the mic. Yeah. Behind, <laughs> behind the mic. Yeah. I think he's, he's only cried twice this yeah. week. It's yeah. been good for me. Yeah. Matt's, Matt's love and, and encouragement practices are increasing. So minimal tears this week. Um yeah, and then this is a this is a this is a big one. Or these next two, I love these next two because we got two more. Because we already talked about you want depth in community, not just contacts, not just people you happen to be around. And the community takes effort and endurance. There's something else you got to acknowledge too. When it comes to friendships, relationships, uh, there is a time and a season for each of them. And so the way we kind of define these out are in three different ways. Sometimes you have situational relationships, meaning you will have somebody who steps into your life because you guys are in the same situation, because you're in the occupying the same space, because you are happen to be serving alongside each other, because you're in the middle of helping with an Awana class and you've been teamed together. And so you have a relationship that is a situational relationship. Then there's other ones we define as what I'd call a seasonal, which goes beyond just the situation, which gets to that back to that number one, which is a depth of relationship, meaning that for whatever season of life you're in, whether it be months or years, you and this person are very close together. And I think I've experienced that one a lot with people who you watch God grow and use them and they are in your church or in your ministry area or in your life for that season but then God leads them or you elsewhere. And what happens is, is you don't have the same 
depth of relationship you did for that season. And a lot of times what happens with me is that's where it gets super awkward. If that makes sense, because what will happen is, it's like, okay, I'll be in this season with somebody for five years. We lurk alongside each other. We have this depth of relationship. We're hanging out. We're going on, on double dates with our spouses and, and all these things. But then something leads somewhere else. They get called to go do something. They go to another area, whatever. And then two years later you bump into each other and it's like, Oh, we used to be, it's like seeing friends from high school all right. over again. Right. Yeah. But what I've really learned is that, those seasonal friends and those situational friends and that aspect of community is absolutely necessary. And not only is it necessary, it's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Like there needs to be a release of the pressure of like, Oh wait, I didn't maintain the relationship. Well, guess what? Neither one of you did. Right. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because I think after this podcast, like Justin might just, just, just be like, all right, Matt, we're not doing this anymore. And this season, I'm just kidding. No, that's, no, <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> no, that's not okay. It. All right. It's good. It's good. Um, this is, this has actually turned into a counseling session for me and Justin <laughs> and our, I'm just kidding. Totally joking. Um, but to get to that third one, cause we talked about the time and season of friendship and community, you have situation, you have seasonal, and then you have lifelong. There are a few relationships, and we'll elaborate on that point in a minute. There are a few relationships that end up being those lifelong friendships. Um, and I'm not saying they have to be your entire life, but it can be 10, 20, 30 years of your life um, where you've dove in together. And those are those you, in that seasonal and that lifelong area. That's your 3 a.m. friends. Like that's where that call really begins to uh, to take over. Um where you can call them, sorry, that call, where where you can call them and really like 3 a.m., that's where you're going to like confide in them. That's where you're going to talk about tough stuff with them. Um, and so all of those things are factored in. And so as you sit there and process through, another way to evaluate your engagement with the people of the church is to ask, look at who your situational friends are, look at who your seasonal friends are, look at who your lifelong friends are. Um, and I do think, and Justin, you can, you can disagree with me here. I do think those numbers you're going to have a ton of situational friends, possibly. You're going to have a good amount of seasonal friends. You're only really going to have probably one or two lifelong mm -hmm. friends. So, uh, oh, and, and my bad. Justin's been, like, giving me a signal, like, he has something to say for, like, 15 minutes. So, Justin, you probably have, like, to unload some comments because we've been talking like crazy. Go ahead. No, it's all good. Um, one of the things I wanted to say is that relationships, they're a funny beast in the sense of, You've already mentioned on this map, but you cannot say, hey, we're in a relationship and it sit there and it'd be something that that really grows and flourishes. That's super rare. Um, I have a good buddy. We were great friends in high school, best buddies. And through life, we we live in different places. We're in, you know, going through different stages, different things. But every time we pick up the phone, it's like we pick right back up and we're right there. But I think that's super rare. Um, if there's not some maintenance that's going on in a relationship. And that's the whole point of this. It's personal journal is to say, hey, we need to be cultivating personal relationships, not just with God, but with other believers and within our community. And for millennials listening or those that have their phones and like to be on their phone, you know, take a look at your your phone. You know, you have contacts within your phone and you might have 500 contacts but then you have this list that's called your favorites, or at least I do. And those are the quick people that you call. That might be your spouse. That might be your parents. That might be your best friend. It might be a counselor or a pastor. Um, that's kind of how I view relationships on the whole, because the people that are in my favorites list, these are the people that I will call 
on the ready. I'm always ready. I know that they're, they're there. Um, they're people that I'm investing in and they're investing in me. I'm probably not going to just randomly go through my however many contacts I have and just pick a random person and call them because that relationship's not there, if that makes sense. It's not, it's not one that we continue to cultivate and to grow. But those people in my quote-unquote favorites or quick contact list, those are the people that I'm making daily, weekly interactions with, calls to. I'm checking in. They're checking in on me, and it's going both ways. And so as we look at this, just know that everything that we've said, it is situational. It is seasonal. Um, it does take effort. If we're not putting in the effort, you know, we're not growing in that relationship. So I think that's just a good uh, illustration for me to understand what relationships look like. You can have this large bank full of names and contacts and email addresses and people, um, but it's those that you are identifying as, hey, there's a connection point here and we're connected and we're investing in each other. Those are where you're going to find deep relationships. You're not going to have that with everybody. Yeah, and that's... uh... That that just brings us to number four, like uh, the last point. And then I got a couple of questions that came to mind. So I'm going to bring the bomb question this week here in a second. All right. I got one. All right. Um, Is that you can't be close to everyone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, like you walk into a church and it doesn't matter if there's, if you get to the number of around 20, anywhere to 20,000, like you walk into the room and for some reason, we as believers a lot of times have this pressure of like, well, wait, there's all these people. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is like you're only going to be close on that seasonal and lifelong thing to a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Like that's all the bandwidth a human has has time for. And I mean, like you think about Jesus, he had the 12. Mm-hmm. Inside the 12, he had the five. And inside the five, he had the three. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the the one thing I've always heard when we talk about discipleship, which brings us to our, oh, well, let me reiterate this, then I'll, then I'll ask the bomb question, which brings me back to that thing of it's okay that you're not closely connected to everybody in the room. That's right. And I'll even say that within a Sunday school class or within a Bible study, there are circles within circles. Now where that gets negative, and especially if you come from the student mission world, you're going to be like, oh, it's too clicky. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is you want, you want a little bit of clickiness. You just don't want exclusiveness. Mm -hmm. Like you want permission for these people to be close and these people to be close. Cause if we're all sitting here trying to play the, everybody has to be close with everybody game. It basically kind of, nullifies the depth right. all the way around. If It's like the saying that if everything's important, nothing's important. If every relationship has to be deep, then n- chances are none of your relationships are super deep. They're all at a certain capacity that you can give or that they can give. And you're going to, you know, if one is super shallow and 10 is super deep, you're probably at a four or five with every single relationship and you're not going deep with anybody. So I totally agree that, you, that you've got to seek the Lord and be aware of his moving in your life and the people that he's bringing into your life and seek his counsel on, Lord, who who am I investing in? Who's investing in me and how and which relationships need to go deeper? Yeah. And so this brings me to my bomb question. All right. All right. You ready? So we've said this. Uh, there's a time and place for all relationships community. We've said situational, seasonal, lifelong. Mm-hmm. How does discipleship fit into that paradigm? Mm. Like where does when we're talking about the 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 Christian practice of discipleship, which is one of our, our topics later down the road, but I want to kind of fit it in right here. Because within the church, I want us to understand a little bit of freedom here, take off the pressure so that real relationships can take place. Because when I think about discipleship, 
uh, small groups, Sunday school, one-on-one, it always starts out situational. Mm-hmm. That's the beginning of it. But if you don't take the step to get to the situational, you never get to the seasonal. Mm-hmm. And then the majority of those relationships are seasonal. Mm-hmm. It's we're going to do this for a year. We're going to do this for the semester. We're mm-hmm. going to study this book. And then people rotate in and out. And then I feel like, like if I'm looking at me personally, what happens is, is about one out of every 10 years, you get a lifelong out of that. Mm-hmm. But you got to stay in it. Mm-hmm. Like you got to stay in it. Not every time you're in a discipleship cycle are you going to get past seasonal. Yeah. Like most of the time you're probably not. But when it's in that situation in seasonal range, I almost feel like that's when it's effective. Yeah. Well, I would say too that taking even a step further back, you're not going, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, I don't think you're going to get to discipleship without relationship. And so that's kind of what we're talking about here. I think you can have people that come up just randomly to you, especially as pastors to say, hey, can you guide me here? Yeah, and there could it could just be like a cold call, right? Like it's it's just someone you may not even know or, or know well, and you're and you're helping them, you know, walk through God's word or understand something. But I think in most cases, I'm not, you're not, we are not going to get to a level of discipleship and being able to speak into someone's life without first forming a relationship. Now, whether that's a situational, seasonal, or lifelong relationship kind of doesn't matter, I wouldn't think. It's just we have to be intentional with building community, which is what we're talking about today. Like we have to understand that the church is made up of people. Our communities are made up of people. We have to start with the relationship. And like you said, sometimes that relationship may be situational. It may be I connected with so-and-so for a week, and then that's what was needed. And within that, that discipleship is a week. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with assessing what God is asking us to do within the relationships and the discipleship relationship that we're in with people. Some of those are going to be lifelong. Some of those are going to be seasonal and some of those are just going to be in the moment. Absolutely. Well said. And I just, Justin, I'd like to apologize because what did you say? You said you can't have discipleship without first having a relationship. Yes. I missed a holy grunt opportunity. So Justin, this, put this back right after you said that. Cause it's one of those Justin zingers. It's like, mm. <laughs> right there. That's, that's what should have came out right there. I always miss the, miss the, 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 the the church what is that the church moan of approval yeah yeah that's yeah. what that is yeah no, that's a seminary practice I apologize um, but yeah we uh, once again we're just trying to encourage you we're just trying to be real trying to give you a way to think differently um, and to be think know that this is achievable each week is and that's why we're doing this um, so just remember like this week it's engage with people um, and one thing I feel like I need to go back and hit on is. That takes effort. That takes endurance. And we're going to throw that word in there that Justin just used, which is intentionality. You have to be purposeful about it. Um, So with that, we thank you for listening and we will see you next week.